0: Welcome everybody to Wrestling Is Cool, the coolest wrestling podcast on the planet. And here with Sancho West, eating some Funyuns.
1: wap baba dude. We're vibing <laughs> out, man. We're having a great time. I mean, we passed the 10-episode mark. We're getting closer and closer to Survivor Series War Games. The Big Four. Ah, oh man. It feels good, dude. Is it uh, a Big
0: Four? Is it a big four? I know we've had this discussion before, but genuinely, is it a big four? There's no world championship match. Roman Reigns doesn't even wanna show up to work for this one. It's
1: not a big four anymore. I have to say this. I told you, I told all of you, we did not have LA Knight win. We were waiting for what would happen at SmackDown after Crown Jewel and no Roman in sight. Boo, boo that, that's awful. Listen here, I have to go off on this little rant. Can we get more creative about Roman not being on SmackDown and use something more than a phone call? We know Roman's not on the other line. We like have his voice cut to him on a satellite randomly, cut to him doing something like outlandish, him sitting on a yacht, him like build up more hate for him not being there. There's so many much more creative things that they've done in the past. That could fill Roman's void. And that's why we need someone who's going to be on SmackDown. We need someone to be there, man. You know who's and that's doing it there. right.
0: Logan Did Paul you? Logan yes. Paul
1: is doing it right He wasn't there
0: But this man is everywhere With that mm-hmm. United States Championship Did you see the mm-hmm. picture of him at UFC Holding oh, yeah. the shout out to Dominic Mysterio sign uh, He's he's taking Instagram pictures With him in the title naked Him and his fiance He is going uh, like negotiating Trying to sell the United States Championship It's great This is exactly great. what I wanted Out of an absent champion Somebody who's absent on television but doesn't feel absent because they're still in the wider conversation. They're still in the zeitgeist, in the world of professional wrestling. Logan Paul is doing it great, and honestly i didn't think about that as a possibility for roman reigns i like where your head is at with that i really do whether it's vignettes with him i don't know chilling at the top of the empire state building being a villain i don't care just something that reminds us that roman reigns is still part of the wwe universe as opposed to just somebody that shows up to clock in for his match and then leaves for another three months i love the idea uh do you have a call
1: Yes, it's Roman reigns. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have the tribal chief. He said, no yeet. No yeet. I, oh, that's, the, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Like,
0: I agree with same. you. I, but the no yeet thing was pretty good. I like the no yeet.
1: All on Jimmy though. It's yes, all on, Jimmy. on Jimmy. It's all on Jimmy and, and, and it's Paul Heyman without Paul Heyman without the bloodline caring for a Roman, I just feel like we, we, we we're missing out on something that could be very spectacular. I'm talking about Hollywood rock levels of of just gluttony and fame and just tribal chiefism like I like we could really lean into that more and I, that's what I miss from the W the most. the power of the vignette. There's nothing like a good vignette.
0: It's true. They really have done away with it unless you're Ivar and then you start talking and then you sound like you you can do my taxes. Can we talk? We haven't even really gotten into the show, but Ivar's voice was just not what we were expecting, cause I was expecting, oh, "I am Ivar, and the gods of the, the Norse gods are here to help me take your soul." And then he's like, "Hello, uh, I'm Ivar. Nice to meet you. I'm here to do your taxes. Um, I'm here to uh, to to check your pipes. Like it's just like, dude, why do you why do you sound like just a dude? You should it- sound like a warrior. Bronson Reed
1: sounds more like Ivar than Ivar sounds like Ivar." Just all you had to do was a Thor impersonation and it could be an awful one and we would have been about it. You're like, all right. I mean, he's a Viking. He's a Viking.
0: <laughs> he's a Viking.
1: I, I haven't met one. Maybe they do yeah, stuff yeah. like that. He, he turned him into a LARPer, man. Turned into a cosplayer. <laughs> That's what they did. I was just like, what is this? And, and, and I feel what's missing if Triple H was active, he would be like, wait, aren't you supposed to be a Viking? Like yeah. That would have been <laughs> Triple H's opportunity. I feel we've already said this before. I don't want to, you know, go ring around the rosy, but Ivar should drop the Viking gimmick is holding him Is limiting him. It is limiting him. Clearly he has some promo ability in him. Granted, it's very generic, very surface level. I was expecting like, let's talk about the Norse gods. Give me the power. They're on my side. Thor Loki, like just throw some Norse mythology in yeah, Hit me
0: with an Odin line here or there. Oh, like by the by the by the beard
1: of Odin, you know? <laughs> the Raven's crest of Odin guide me. Something like that. It just felt like the the writer was like, oh wait, I was supposed to make this for Ivar Oh man. Hey man, just go out there. No one's gonna notice. Uh, you know dude, everyone noticed. It's well, it's I, I, all everyone can talk about. I know how to fix it. I know how to fix it. What? make a uh was it um what's her face give give him a she has a ritual right? valhalla 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 get, which is a weird name because it's a place right i know get, give valhalla a ritual make him drink it and then Ivar goes back into a viking you know what i mean <laughs> Add some spookiness to it you know sure make, man sure sure better what
0: what they have now i guess which is just like uh, frat boy ivar like let's just go crush some beers man
1: I I, to, I told you I DM'd you on Discord default mail number four yeah, voice yeah, yeah he was default mail
0: number four voice uh, well if you are listening to this on podcast services or watching on YouTube just know that you could have been watching and listening to this three days early and that's what the patrons are getting over at patreon.com slash Zap they are getting this three days early but then on top of that they're getting so much more than you because they're also getting the raw reviews the Smackdown reviews the most recent episode of raw has already been reviewed you can already find it up there and there's a special one i'm going to be releasing an end of the month wrestling q a with questions that have been submitted by the patrons and not all the questions are wrestling related turns out some people want to know about like my underwear and stuff. I will be answering any and all questions because they're patrons and they deserve to, to, to they deserve to ask the hard hitting questions. Damn it. And we've reached over a hundred patrons. So thank you everybody for helping this become a, a fairly successful wrestling podcast. It's getting there. We're working our way to the top baby busted open podcast. We're coming for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I do not <laughs> want to take a 3d from Bubba. No.
0: No, did no. you did you hear the, the story that was going around about how uh like how protected that move was and how yep. like no one kicked out of it until somebody just did and it felt super special? Yep. That's cool, yep. man, that like you can have these discussions with um with your peers in wrestling, because there was a Baron Corbin one with Chris Van Vliet where he had a conversation with Cena and he all he said to Cena was, look, you can beat me. I won't kick out of anything that you tell me to not kick out of. Just please don't kick out of the end of days. And Cena's like, okay, that's why Cena's cool, man. He's ready. He's willing to do business, but you hate him. You dislike him for some reason. You've gone on this podcast on this platform and just badmouth Cena every step of the way. And I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I'm done. I'm done. Look, now he's, for those that are not watching the video podcast, he's gesturing the way he was murdered by Solo Sokoa with a thumb. (laughs) Do you think Solo needs to drop the thumb gimmick as well as Raquel dropping the back gimmick? Like somebody (laughs) just the back girl Rodriguez.
1: Like what else is there about Raquel aside from her back? Tell me. She's a great face. She's strong. She's athletic. She has that Latino flavor when it comes to like her being in Texas there's lots about her just because you only focus on her back
0: that's all she focuses on it's not what i focus on it's all she focuses on she's like look at my back flex it's awesome it It is awesome awesome. i wish i had her back just um body parts aren't gimmicks i just i've always found that a little bit weird the fixation on the thumb the fixation on the back you know like
1: why are body if parts given the, the fixation on the voice survivor? That's true. But it, that's it's all about it's all about details. That's what you're telling me. It you is think solo Cicoa is limited because if he just focuses on this thumb. It's all the And thumb. that's all it's like. It's all the fun. Obviously, obviously there it's like, dude, if it works, it works. Yeah, I mean, you, okay. You, if it works, it works, right? It's selling tickets. He's getting booked and he's he spiked Cena 11 times with that bad boy. Okay, I mean, you didn't need to add that last little bit it's, there. That's it's unnecessary. Infamous, it's an infamous thumb. <laughs>
0: the infamous murder of John Cena. Uh, so, Sancho, this was an interesting week in professional wrestling. I know you hated uh, when I when I sang it to you the first time, but um, for the listeners, <clears throat> oh, it's beginning to look a lot like heel-miss everywhere you go because we had not one not two but three major heel turns in the landscape of wwe in just three days that's weird that is a lot of heel turns i don't know if if it was just they they needed to to balance sides for all of these survivor series war games matches. And they're like, Oh snap, we don't have enough baby faces. We need to, we need to start shifting people around. Maybe this really was the plan all along. It just, it seems a little bit odd that all of these stories came to head uh, at the same time. Uh, And I'm curious, like we'll start heel by heel turn. I'll start kind of with the one that got the less, the the least amount of buzz, the Oscar heel turn. What did you, like, was, uh, yeah, in in at first glance, what did you think of that heel turn?
1: I liked it. I mean, I like heel Asuka. I think Asuka is very, should be feared, either as a face or a heel. Mm-hmm. I never feel like she's feared as much as she used to in the NXT. I mean, we used to chant, Asuka's going to kill you. That, she doesn't have that vibe with her anymore. She's kind of limited just to Poison Mist and things of that sort. I would love to see what demon Asuka looks like, but clearly when they put Asuka into these situations, and we've seen it in the past, I don't know if you agree with me, but she's often in these matches to take a pin or to make someone look stronger. She's not there for her own kind of like, I guess, her own track. She's mm-hmm. there to help somebody else or be a supporting player. And that's the one thing that I that I really do miss about NXT Asuka, is that anytime she's involved in something, she's a major player in that bout, in that match, versus now, she's just going to be some background noise. And... I, I liked it. I liked the execution of it. You know, poison miss on your own partner. That was kind of cool. And they look great. Damage control looks strong and great. And we're all waiting for Bailey to get pushed out. But at the end of the day, I give it a thumbs up. Can't go wrong with the do you. Though. Do you give it a solo Sakoa thumbs up, though?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, Yeah, like to me, I still think this is the weakest of all the heel turns that happened this week, just because um, I know you and I differ on the Santos Escobar heel turn. We'll get to that in just a second. But the Santos Escobar heel turn and the Drew McIntyre heel turn felt a little bit more earned um, with uh, with actual story leading up to them what do well, you think drew's a heel i don't think drew's a heel uh, yes oh my no. yes of course we're gonna talk about that but in what world is he not a heel hey, hang on to those thoughts uh the oscar heel turn just felt like the classic big show heel turn where it's like ah i'm a bad guy now no
1: rhyme or reason just uh, just i that am okay oh, hey, come on more it like, was more like ko more like ko more like kevin owens now i uh, no i still i think
0: this is a big show heel turn where it's just ah. it's convenient to have her heel at it's, least maybe a cane, a cane heel turn that's a that's a big show heel turn they're the same thing <laughs> they just happen for the sake of happening they just happen for the sake of oh shoot we need another heel on the roster oh shoot we need another babyface on the roster you don't build up to anything you just do it for the sake of convenience of storytelling and yet in and, and that concerns me because <laughs> there's
1: some history there's some history
0: with oh that there, there is history What's sure it? uh yeah, yeah, admittedly yeah, yeah. there is history there was yeah, the yeah, yeah. hug between her and Kyrie, former tag champions absolutely there's history there um my concern is actually similar to yours where um i feel like they're just having her turn heel to pat out the numbers for the heels for war games for her to either take a pin or make somebody one of the baby faces look strong when it's oscar in my eyes That's probably the most badass woman on the damage control side of things, but I don't think that they're going to treat her as such. I think that she's just going to be, she's just going to be there. And that's why I'm saying that I feel like this is a heel turn of convenience as opposed to a earned heel turn like a Drew McIntyre or a Santos Escobar
1: heel turn. You keep saying Santos, like, what do you, okay. It's, it's, it's not, listen, man. Can't we just have a world where, like, them, Ray and Santos just figured it out? Like, why do we have to—why does everything have to be so black and white sometimes? Didn't we talk about how it was cool that Drew was in the gray and Drew did for what he did, like, what a human being would do? And Santos is just not thinking logically in my mind. It's like, why do you get so upset? Like, you're—I like the idea of them being jealous about Carlito. Like, you see some of that, right? I think they pulled the trigger too soon on Santos. I disagree. And I think it, It pulled it too soon. They could have let more of it marinate, amigo. More of the canasada to marinate between. (laughs) Look, my point, my point I want to say is I'm just. I feel like we have way too many heel factions in in WWE. But heel factions are what works. Babyface factions
0: traditionally just don't. And then people are like, well, what about the New Day? What about DX? They all started as heel factions. Heel factions just naturally work better because it's bad guys coming together to take out a singular good guy. Good guys coming together to take out a singular bad guy just doesn't have the same ringtone to it. Well, who's the the bad guy for LWO? But well, we don't Ray? know. Well, that's the that was my problem with LWO as as a babyface faction. They didn't have a bad guy to go up against because babyface factions going up against a singular bad guy just never works. And who 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 was like their most iconic feud? Logan Paul. And that wasn't even an LWO feud. That was a Rey Mysterio feud. That's why to me babyface factions just neverland as opposed to a heel faction where it's all of these guys putting together all of their dastardly tactics to take out the overpowered baby face it's just better for storytelling for heel, for factions to be heel in my opinion
1: what santos is the rogue heel here well right? this is
0: i'm interested to see what they're going to be doing here because um i i pose the question of maybe he tries to revive legado del fantasma maybe he creates his own branch of the lwo and brings it like it brings up like garza mm-hmm. and uh in in um and umberto carillo as well from nxt who are just cooking down there and maybe it becomes a you know like a battle for the soul of the lwo or something like that but I, I don't think that the LWO storyline is completely done. I think that there's a there's there's just a lot more to it. But they were doing nothing, Sancho. They were doing absolutely nothing before, I re- and they actually I, I, I have know. something now. Yeah,
1: but you still don't know the other two
0: names, though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, but like, that's not the problem. That's not that. That's not that's I'm not it though. Saying-
1: I'm just saying, like in a world where we, there's faces and heels, that is wrestling, black and white. I just think that the LWO could have been something special, like a New Day, but it's just the wrong superstar to build around. We talked about it. Brawling Brutes has Sheamus. It's a great face faction. Well, that started off started as off as a heel. Now they're face faction. Who's so, the other
0: one? Who's the other face faction that you mentioned? The New
1: Day. New Day started New off as a heel. Started off as a heel, yes, but I'm not talking about they, L.W. was a face faction. Now they're going heel, or they should have never theory. started
0: as baby faces. What I'm trying to say, uh, they should have just never existed as baby faces. You put yourself in this corner. No,
1: I'm right. Great profits as well. I mean, they're a great face tag team. Now they're heels, and now they're not doing anything though you know but, what I mean but you gotta
0: if you've learned something from Triple H is with these factions you now have to give it time you, we gave Triple H time ta- and it and it's not I'm not saying like a week or two Triple H for some reason lets these factions just middle doing nothing for like six eight months until he's like okay now I got something for you and then he catapults them to the top of the card he's done that with damage control with judgment day I think he's doing something special here with LWO and maybe inevitably we get the
1: same treatment for the heart profits, I just I did my my thing is I don't see the the end of the line the the t- like the prize for LWO. Like, I I don't I don't where, know it where, either. Where like where is the payoff? Right? Is it, is it is it? What I'm hearing is Ray's like we're a family, we're a family. He keeps yelling that over so and familia. over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps yelling that at, at at even though he's hitting people. He, he has that regretful dad thing, like oh I shouldn't have hit you, son, type of thing. He started he it. Good. He did, start he did it. started. He did have that. Um, no, the thing about it is, like, so what is what is this? Like, is it about Ray in trying to bring back Unite, the Latino LWO, trying to put him down in, one like, one banner? Or is it they're going to just run off with Carlito and Santos? When in your theory that Carlito will go heel. So will they just run off together and then be another League of Nations, whatever, boo We're we're a bunch of – you know, going against the the faces, I don't like that. But th- I don't that's like that. Just help, S- Sancho. I, I, have, like
0: I, have, I have, I have, I have binders. To this. I have binders of history to show you that heel factions work, and baby fa- face factions do not. They I, don't. I
1: just we have way too many heel factions, though. We got to have some face. Factions.
0: I don't disagree that we have too many
1: uh, need heel some factions. Alpha Academy, love. I mean, the Creed brothers, sure. Alpha Academy it, started off as heels. D- like I, got DIY. To, DIY. I know. okay, they weren't heels. Okay, I was about to go there, but that's a tag team. Different story. Different story. I mean, I, I feel like I heard this coming from multiple wrestlers and chat or in their, you know the comments, whatever. Do you I I've heard it's easier to be a heel for a lot of people, it's easier to interesting kind of like be agitated or easier to make the crowd get cheap heat, all that kind of stuff, and you could kind of play a different character. You could be a little bit outside of yourself as a heel because your job is just to get negative emotion out of people, or your job is to be dastardly. Whereas a, a true babyface is really hard to pull off. Not many wrestlers can be a true babyface, and I, I think that is what's the challenge for Triple H. Is what you're if you're bringing up Triple H here, he can't find a real true face faction. To help him do like the New Day are special because the New Day do things outside of wrestling. Xavier Woods, Kofi, they do so many great things as ambassadors of the WWE that you they could be that face, right? And it'd be weird for them to be a heel, right? You you wouldn't you can't see it anymore. Uh, so that's my thing. Who can be a, a true face faction? Who can pull it off? It's hard for them because either you are OP and you don't lose, and you're super Senas, or you're a comedic face faction, where you're like Alpha Academy, you're regulated to the mint card to provide yuck yucks and things of that sort. I can't think the only face faction that really worked well is DX. It's the only face faction that worked well for many, many years, because they had the ultimate authority or the ultimate, <laughs> those are the only ones. I mean, you can think of terrible face, uh, heel factions, Ministry of Darkness.
0: Oh, lots. There's lots. I think th- right, I think my argument ultimately is that I think a babyface faction needs to be earned as opposed to just started from the ground up as a babyface faction. I think the factions that have succeeded as babyfaces cut their teeth as the traditional heel uh, as the traditional heel faction and they made things work, got over with the crowd, became good guys and then now they can flourish and be successful as a babyface faction, but I can't think of a successful babyface faction right off the rip, a babyface faction that was formed as a babyface that led lasted the the test of time that wasn't just a bunch of the top guys coming together for like a singular feud like how we're seeing with team cody
1: Rhodes. i see, I see what you're saying like the uh, a good face is usually by yourself right you're, you're out there you're doing your thing you're a lone wolf and you're going up against three or four heels who are trying to bring you down i totally see that i just think that the, it requires a creative mind to give us a face faction to cheer for Rather than, like, this is what you're seeing in Survivor Series. Yeah. It's literally a group of faces going up against Judgment Day. And there is turmoil between, there's drama between the faces. You got Cody and Seth, how to put aside their differences to be able to get it done. And you have Jay, who literally is a former heel, running around there trying to see if he's not going to turn. There's so many question yeah. marks. It's a little bit drama. Just saying, just to bring it back to this Santos thing, is I think it they, they popped it too early, a little bit. I think you could have had another, another, it could have been the thing leading into Survivor Series. I think that would have been a cool thing. One more show. I just feel like Carlito could have been positioned as a manipulator of Santos and Ray. I think they, I would have loved to see that. I would love to see Carlito be the puppet behind I, everything. I agree.
0: I I agree with that. I think, yeah. To me, it's weird seeing Carlito being the bastion of good. You know, like it was you that did this, uh, Santos. Like I, I, I'm kind of with you. I would have liked to see. Carlito maybe be pulling the strings a little bit more and maybe it does come out that that's the case that I don't know, maybe he's got a weird thing for Rey Mysterio and wanted him all to himself. I don't know. Maybe that ends up being being the case, but I I think that Carlito could have been used a little bit better in this whole thing. I will say, however, I really like the fact that this wasn't one of those. um, Like I, I keep calling them the big show heel terms where you just turn immediately I like the fact that this was drawn out throughout the first 30, entire 30 minutes of the show, the first 30 minutes where it was drawn out from the very first segment in through the match. And even at the very, uh, when the heel turn was like, when we knew it was happening, even it wasn't an instant. I'm going to attack Ray Mysterio. You got to see Santos kind of struggling with those emotions of like, I'm about to do this waits like five seconds and then does it. I feel like that hit a little bit more heavy for me as opposed to him, he gets pushed by Rey Mysterio and then immediately attacking Rey Mysterio. I know that you've got more, and by more, you have infinitely more of an acting background than I do. Um, So I think you have uh, some criticisms from that regard, but to me, it landed. To me, it landed.
1: No criticism here for Santos. I mean, the, the only thing is, is like poor Rey, right? can't trust anybody good i mean like he's the common thread across everything batista turned on him ray dominic that that was a five-star heel turn probably one of the best of all time not evolving a chair hit or something sudden that was you should have you were supposed to be my friend (laughs) he's like I'm going to
0: hurt you, Ray. I'm about to rip your head off.
1: (laughs) It was so So good. Oh, my God.
0: And
1: he's like, please, Dave, don't do this, Dave, please. (laughs) It was good. Somos familia. (laughs) It was good. So it's hard to compare the two. And, and, you know, Santos did his best. But I just don't see the end game here for the, the LW. I don't see the end game here either. But I see a
0: game which is something hey, I did. Yeah, and, and it's that's something we didn't have for the LWO at all. It felt to me like they weren't in the game in any way, shape, or form before. Now I feel like, i'm interested i want to know what happens next before it was just like oh my goodness here's the lwo they're gonna go out there they're gonna do their lame ass hell wo chant that isn't over with anybody and no one chanted it i got secondhand embarrassment for poor selena vega trying to do that chant and no one chanting along at least now they're in the game they're interesting in some capacity will it be bad maybe it's possible, but at the very least, I care about whether it ends up being good or bad Because before, they were just the loser world order They're a bunch of losers,
1: man Losers I did enjoy the whistling that Santos started doing his face <laughs> wrestling It was really cool Okay It All was right. kind of cool It was kind of cool I, I mean, like, I'm glad that right. you were able to pick out something that you like because he, we never, I, he, was, he didn't he rocking, do it for me. He was rocking those cowboy boots too, you know, those like the Hano vibes, dude. Like, uh, he, was, he was doing some. Dude, he was, he was getting there. That's what I mean. Like, they're getting there. He's getting there. You, you just want to see bad guys be bad guys. You're just, what are you, Triple H here? <laughs> just, is that <laughs> oh, here? Oh, oh, that's such an name? insult. Oh, well, what, what are you? One of the most successful WWE superstars of all time. What did he? The H stand for heel? Triple H, triple heel. Look, okay, it's no
0: lie that right now I'm a bit more enamored by by the heels, and and I think that is a fault of Triple H. I don't think that he knows how to book interesting faces. Look at Seth Rollins. The heels have had the better storylines. Seth hasn't had one, so, and and I feel like it's 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 like for me, man. Do you know the you know the show The Circle? where you can go in and be a catfish and like yeah. pretend to be somebody else. Like if I went in and pretended to be a female and then they started act asking me about things that females would traditionally know about, I would come up with a very awful version of what a female would say i feel like that's triple h trying to book for baby faces because he's never been a great baby face either he's just and even when he's a baby face he's doing heel things that are over with the fans i don't think he knows how to be a baby face which means i don't think that he knows how to book for a baby face you want to see good baby face booking right now nxt sean michaels he's booking excellent baby faces they should just team up at uh, a dragon ball z and give us the best booker possible and we'd have Shawn michaels uh, booking for baby faces and triple h is booking for heels because i am far more over on the heels right now and that's not normal for me i just think it's i i'm just taking what i've been given and what i've been given is just better heels than baby faces in the wwe main roster
1: I mean, you have to look at before, Sean, it was Dusty Rhodes. So, Dusty Rhodes knows how to book Faces as well in NXT. And you got to give credit to Vince. Vince knows how to book Faces as well. He does. He does. like there's just so, i mean he's overly does it so there needs to be a balance between the two but santi who's the third heel that we're talking about who'd you, would you like who'd you like the third one cuz uh, it is heel miss
0: yes it's uh it, it's drew mcintyre i can't do a scottish accent i tried uh it's drew, it's drew mcintyre <laughs> i don't think
1: he's a, i don't think he's a heel dude okay he, he he's just probably it's a heel move but he's just he's looking out for himself He's trying to get in the game, dude. He's trying to put himself in prime position to be in the pitcher. He made a deal with the devil. The she devil, sure. But, he's hey, man, he's his own guy. I think he's still great. I think he'll do the right thing. And I think that's what's going to surprise a lot of people. At Survivor Series, he's going to do a face move but still be Drew. I I think Drew has niched himself into a unique situation in WWE. That's beyond the black and white, and he's now Hmm. what Baron Corbin should have been—the lone wolf. And he's just gonna be this guy. Is like he's gonna be that that APA type vibe. You come to him if if you want something done, or he if he wants something done, he's gonna do it. He doesn't care what are the consequences. He doesn't care if it costs a face a belt, a heel a belt. It's what is what's good for Drew, and this is good for Drew business. Getting himself involved in the main event card eh, with the Judgment Day. Sure, who cares? Drew just wants to be involved, and I'm down for that. No more on the sidelines for Drew McIntyre. Get involved in the main event. Not a heel. I disagree with you on this one. You know what? I'm usually the one that that ends
0: up at the end of the show convincing you of something. I think you might have convinced me here. Yeah. Uh, Uh. I think you might have convinced me here of something. And weirdly enough, I'm starting to compare it To something from Dragon Ball, if you can follow along with me real quick here. Um, Because I've realized that a lot of people that listen to this uh, are very into anime, weirdly. I think it goes hand-in-hand, wrestling and anime. Um, But there is, towards the latter end of Dragon Ball, Vegeta, who's been universally a good guy, but also had his bad guy stints. Mm-hmm. He all of a sudden just decides to allow himself to be manipulated on purpose by Bobbity, so that he can become the strongest, most evil version of himself so that he can finally beat Goku. So he put Vegeta ahead of everything else finally, but he wasn't necessarily a bad guy. He was just trying to be the best, most ruthless version of himself. And he did this by making a deal sort of with the devil, Bobity, there. And I think this might be a deal with the devil here in Rhea Ripley and the Judgment Day to put him in the best position to be the strongest version of himself. Because if you look at the contextual clues, he didn't attack somebody that we weren't expecting him to attack. He attacked the guy that he has been screaming from the mountaintops that he hates, that he thinks is a snake in the grass. He didn't Claymore Cody, he Claymored Jey Uso. He didn't Claymore Rollins, he Claymored Jey Uso before the Claymore to Jey Uso, he had a babyface conversation with Seth Rollins. Like, I'm still gonna come after that championship. I'm gonna be a stronger version of myself. Maybe that's what it is. You know what'd be interesting? If this is business as usual for Drew, and next episode, he's still trying to chum it up with Seth Rollins. He's still oh, trying sure. to have like a respectful conversation, but it, but it's like, but he's in bed with the devil in the judgment
1: day to be the strongest version of, him, of himself. And you would be like, "What's so what, Seth? This has nothing to do with you. This is yeah. my business, and I'm gonna come for the belt." It's like, "Hey, man, I want to work the card and be on the main events and just get tussle a little bit, have some good vibes." And at the same time, it keeps Drew in the main event as the new New Heat Order keeps him in that running, keeps him involved, doesn't let him fade away. We thought that Drew would just fade away to, you know, into the realms of nothingness after having a good hot run. So I'm good, you know. I was like, "Yes, yeah, Drew. true. You're not a heel, bro. You're just looking out for yourself.
0: Yeah, what if he ends up being a heel though? Like, wh- it, let's just uh, indulge me for a second. Is there anything in particular like that you'd like to see? Cause one of the things that a lot of people are clamoring for, which I'm like really not that down for is the return of his old theme, Broken Dreams.
1: <laughs> it, it, it doesn't do it for me. I, I just feel what everybody truly wants for Drew is for him to win in yes. front of a crowd. Yes. That's what we want. So if it if it gets there by Crook or he'll done things, then he'll get there. And I think the crowd will put everything aside and cheer for Drew and give him this proper due. I mean, this man carried the company during his darkest times and did a great job doing it. And the dude looks like money, man. Yeah. I mean, if you would put all the talent up and just to figure out in the lineup, like who looks like a wrestler, that dude looks like a wrestler.
0: Yeah, me too. But eh. thanks. You too. you too me too. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm going to make a declarative statement. Okay. No questions asked. Go ahead. Drew McIntyre must win the World Heavyweight Championship. If they want us to start truly caring about long-term storytelling, they can't use a potential payoff to build another storyline let me give you an example of where that was really annoying the potential payoff of Jey Uso potentially winning at SummerSlam or the tribal chief finally putting away that rogue Jey Uso and all they did was just use that instead of giving us a payoff it was just another beat to another longer storyline and we felt dissatisfied and we felt kind of wronged that that we spent all of this time for there to not be a payoff there needs to be a payoff here i don't think that you can set this up for another longer storyline i think the end of the line here for this storyline needs and and yes once we get to the end of the lo- this line you build another story but i think the end of the line here must end with drew mcintyre winning that world heavyweight Championship. Or I will just think that all of these things and all of these cool decisions that Triple H is making are just fugazis. They're fake. They're not going to lead to anything. And they're going to start to feel less special. If you're going to pull the trigger on something this important, like a potential Drew McIntyre heel turn, pay it off. I don't like
1: the bait and switch of not giving us payoffs. Well, that's the thing if Drew wins, he elevates that heavyweight championship belt to a higher standard, I think, than Seth would because it is that just do big mega pop-off like you've won a championship in front of a crowd. Drew McIntyre can have great matches with almost anybody on the roster. He's a great worker. He's fantastic. And I think him having this edge, this story that we've went along for so many years and currently what he is being programmed right now we have a better connection with Drew McIntyre than Seth Rollins. I 100% agree, and again, I think that comes down to
0: Triple H not knowing how to book babyfaces.
1: <laughs> I I, 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 already, I already laid the groundwork. Just make Seth who he is, dude. That dude's a dad. This dude has a life. He he is really good. The promos that he cuts, that promo he cut with Cody, that angle of him saying like yeah, man, I'll put this aside for me for now. And then him walking off, that was cool. He's like the lone gunslinger. And that's what I I like a lot about Seth when he gets to that point. Someone, uh, I forgot it was a Reddit post, but someone, oh, it was Kevin Nash who said in his podcast that he uh, has an inkling of macho man in him. And he sees macho man in the new Seth Rollins game. I was like, no, he doesn't. Like, <laughs> like, like Macho Man is that dude? That is Macho Man wearing the glasses, being this big peacock running around. That is Macho Man. Seth Rollins? That's not Seth Rollins that we know. Granted, it could be that we went through multiple gimmicks of Seth Rollins before we landed on the, this one. But I just don't see that as Seth Rollins. The guy wearing the glasses and laughing and that the the Jokerisms. That's not the Seth Rollins. The Seth Rollins is we get a little bit of inklings on little morsels of me like, Ooh, that was interesting. And then we never see it again.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd like to see some dissension in that uh, team. Cody, I would love to see a rogue super kick from Seth Rollins, maybe accidentally hitting Cody or vice versa. Um, but that leaves us with a question of war games. Cause I think we can presumably make the assumption that drew McIntyre Maybe part of the deal is that he is going to be part of a team judgment day for, for war games. I think it's, I for think a that's day. a fair assumption. For uh, a day Bringing out drew for a day. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So where does that leave us with the baby faces? Cause we need a fifth. Cause we have Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, and
1: Jay. Uso. Event, Jay.
0: It, it better not.
1: It better not be KO. I know he's suspended. <sighs> That'd be a that disappointment. Takes, That'd be disappointing. If it was KO, it would be disappointing Granted, he'd be a great, uh, great moments would be happening in those war games with KO. He, okay, he no-
0: I've got I've got a a series of questions you for you. Oh, uh, you have a question. I have them. I have a question for you because I know inevitably the question of CM Punk is going to come up. I don't think sure. that it's. I don't think that it should be CM Why? Punk. Huh? Um, Why not? Well, I I think that there's something more interesting to be set up with somebody like a Nakamura for CM Punk and. I don't know, like having CM Punk maybe get lost in the shuffle of so many people being there might be, it doesn't make as much sense as somebody like a Randy Orton is what I'm, it's basically That's- what I'm trying to get at. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay. Let's pretend that it's not CM Punk. Win for the hot tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's pretend that it's not CM Punk. Let's pretend it's a big return like a Randy Orton. Okay. Do they need to announce who it is beforehand so that the Chicago crowd doesn't turn on this in case it's not CM Punk? Because I think the, C- the the Chicago crowd is gonna want CM Punk. So if there is a surprise entrant and you hear, I hear voices in my head, I'm gonna be hyped that it's Randy Orton, but will the Chicago crowd turn on this because it's not CM Punk?
1: I believe with the latest happenings of CM Punk, And how they allowed that one show in Chicago to go off with kind of without a hijacking, so to speak. I think the crowd would still be fine if it was surprise Randy Orton. I think they showed that with that AEW pay-per-view. When we all thought, oh, they're just going to chant nonstop for CM Punk. Eventually, they did at the beginning. Then they kind of like chilled out the rest of the way. I think the Chicago fans will... If it was anyone but Randy, if it was KO, yeah, yeah, I think they'd probably be upset about that. But Randy Wharton is one of the GOATs. And if we've already experienced like a the goat of John Cena making an appearance, I think Randy's great. I just think like what, what what a perfect place for CM Punk to come back though. Not not necessarily it is it gonna work for war games and the stories that we have now. No, like granted, Randy would be much more interesting in that complexity of the story of Bloodline and whatnot. I do believe having CM Punk at War Games in Chicago in a protective role where he doesn't have to carry the entire match, he could be the last guy in to start War Games. This would be the perfect place to bring back CM Punk. I, I really do believe, granted, it will put everything, whatever happened that night aside, and it would just be all about CM Punk's return. But that would be a big blow to AEW, man. I mean, that that would be a big strike against them, and that would put some more eyes back to WWE. And look, WWE has a lot of part-time wrestlers. Why not make CM Punk one of them? You know, you,
0: you said something interesting that I'm going to play devil's advocate on. You said, um, right, you know, man. like uh, Ray, um, CM Punk returning would make the show kind of all about CM Punk and CM Punk's return. Would that necessarily be a bad thing, though? Considering this is a show with no championships on the line, it doesn't seem it, it doesn't seem like there's anything that is pivotal to storytelling in terms of like world championships or anything. I think it might be it might be good that this yeah. be, this comes out with the
1: buzz of it being the CM Punk return show. Other POEs didn't have that. Remember, we were like, "Well, what's the memorable thing from this POE? Oh, I don't know. We didn't have any. They had five or six matches. And that about it. I mean, this is, the, like I said, this is the perfect recipe. This is what the entire wrestling community has been banking on. What's going to happen at Chicago, at Survivor Series, at War Games, with Punk being available, teasing the both wrestling community, with AEW on the ropes, who are using literally Ric Flair and oh. Paul as their staples, who you're now using. Jericho and Kenny Omega as the Golden Jets as a tag team. I mean, dude, like if you were if it was Vince, if Vince was in charge, CM Punk's there, like hundred percent. Like CM Punk's uh, would would be the one of the final nails, not the nail in the coffin for AEW, but it'd be a huge blow against AEW. AEW on Punk.
0: is on their heels right now. Um, as somebody, I don't think it's necessarily something to brag about, but I've been watching and keeping up with AEW as somebody that does wrestling content I would hope that I am but um this is weak AEW is weak like I'm not it's it's the most uninteresting that it's been ever since I started watching AEW it feels dysfunctional it feels like there is no vision or direction or end game right now it probably doesn't help that Adam Cole is injured because I think he was a big part of of the narrative uh tree where they were planning on going and now it just feels like they're going nowhere and yeah man if they were to bring back CM Punk to the WWE who my goodness that would be that would dude that would bring back a lot of eyeballs a a lot of eyeballs that AEW has lost from Dynamite and a lot of eyeballs that it's lost from Collision to the WWE
1: and it fills the void for Roman not being there like like come on like Roman not being there is a problem I know that is what the contract he has but Roman is much watch TV Roman when he is announced that he's on a Smackdown you tune in for what's gonna be the latest saga of the bloodline you you you, you're there if you know that CM Punk is back and he's going to be on raw you're gonna tune in because it just creates it reminds me of old Survivor Series because they used to use Survivor Series to set up multiple storylines with multiple different talent and if CM Punk's there, he has the ability to set up every single storyline you can think of in one match. He could have so many interactions with Cody, with um, with Seth, with even Sammy. Like every single one of those people in those two rings could have a feud with CM Punk walking out of war games. And that to me is much more beneficial than a Randy Wharton who could probably, considering his injury, could go a little bit more like in different, he could wrestle maybe one or two matches Maybe he has a feud with Cody. Who knows what he has? Maybe he's just a guy that just is in the uh, in the outside of the picture. And I know I'm the devil's advocate in Yosanti saying, well, so CM Punk. He's not 100%. He is like wearing thin in terms of how long he has left. I just think the storylines will be much more juicier with CM Punk involved in the greater scheme of things, because now Roman has to pay attention that CM Punk's back. Well, Roman Randy- the cell phone will pay attention yeah is (laughs) is randy orton a bigger threat to roman than cm punk no 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 no. i i
0: I don't see a world where randy orton is the one that dethrones um roman reigns i also don't see it being cm punk but uh but i think it'd be um it would
1: it'd be new it'd be different and you would you would you would have a you would go maybe cm punk wins this one you would really believe you would go like they might put the belt on CM Punk here because and if it was a main event WrestleMania not saying that it's going to happen in 40 but it was a main event WrestleMania with Punk and Roman you would go this might be what <laughs> I mean I said
0: I've said that enough times oh maybe this is it so fair enough to say that we both think that it's either Randy or CM Punk
1: it it, it so it cannot be anyone else it, yeah like if
0: if if Rey Mysterio comes out there he's gonna get booed out the building if 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 LA i would be interesting but that doesn't make any sense um yeah i mean the brand kevin the brand owens split. makes sense but it does but
1: it also wouldn't just it wouldn't be satisfying it has to be somebody big i mean cody said in one of my friends is randy his friend yes from like way back when but CM Punk is his friend from AEW, maybe I don't know either way. I'm interested. I'm intrigued I want to know what the people down below think comment down below. He thinks the fifth man.
0: Yes. Yes, please Uh, Women's war games match because we have four on the heel side. We have Oscar Kyrie Io, and Bailey cuz dakota kai would not be participating in that she's still injured and then on the women's side we have uh charlotte flair bianca belair randomly Shotzi came out so i think we can add her um so if they're gonna do 4v4 that leaves us with room uh with one more on the women's side who do you feel that could be because this might be the place where you bring back or bring in jade cargill you think yes. that's
1: you think so Yes, like this huh. is what the big 4 is all about. Big reveals, big comebacks. Like I, I don't you dare. Big do 4, air quotes. Well, if CM Punk came back here, a Jade Cargill debut, you would have to put respect on the Survivor Series. I would
0: put, I would put a bit more respect on Survivor Series. I would, You
1: would go like, okay, this is a big four. But what a perfect place to have Jade Cargill! A little bit more of a gimmick match, a little bit protected. There's going to be a lot of referees there that can. A smart crowd too that would know exactly who crowd. she
0: is. Oh yeah,
1: I mean Chicago would yeah. know. It's a, it's, that's the place where you debut people who are yes. from another promotion in the Indies. They would, they would love her. She would have an amazing entrance, and she would just look like dynamite—lack of a better word—inside of that War Games cage, waiting to get into the fight. Right, and she could just have a great hot tag entrance type situation where she clears out everybody and she flexes, and everyone's like, "Everybody, put on notice! Jade Cargill is here!" There's just—it there's just makes sense, right? It makes the most sense. And like I mentioned for CM Punk, this is the one of those matches that you could protect a wrestler the most yes. because. The, the, there's like three or four referees out there that could help them with timing they could tell them what's the next thing to do and this it's a spot fest yes and i think jade cargill could have those monster moments of breaking the cage ripping the could do so many different things to show her strength and her dominance
0: mm, oh that'd be so good i'd be disappointed if it was anyone else aside from jade cargill i'd be disappointed if it was Becky Lynch just wouldn't make any sense, but maybe, you know, Becky Lynch is just kind of like the, the wrestling nomad. She's just all over the place. You know, she, right now, she's doing side quests, putting over younger talent, which I think is really cool. Um, So maybe, maybe there's nothing for her. I thought maybe they were going to have a match at uh survivor series, her and Ziya Lee, but that looks like it's happening on raw.
1: Ziya Lee reminds me of Zeus. Remember Zeus? Uh, d- uh, like listed... the Greek God? No, Zeus. Oh, he had oh. a Z on his- Yes, yeah.
0: yes, from the you movie. Remind-
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And Becky Lynch's Hogan, man. They, it kind of has that vibe where it's just... Zi Lee is just this monster and just doesn't care about anything, has no remorse, and that was Zeus. Zeus was just big, nasty dude just destroying everybody and just... And the one Survivor Series that I did see Zeus in, he just was a monster and he was defeating all the faces and literally like put Hogan in this crazy <laughs> hole. And Hogan was like losing so badly to Zeus. I-, I think like that's what I see. That's the the kind of the metaphor that I see those two is remind I mean, Ziya Lee and, and Becky Lynch is Hogan and Zeus again. Dude, I just appreciate that Ziya Lee is getting an opportunity.
0: She's been working dark matches on main event for what feels like two years. And I just, I like the fact that they're trying with these people from main event. I like the fact that Lee is getting an opportunity. I like the fact that Cedric Alexander is getting a chance on Friday night SmackDown. And I think it's important to give those people an opportunity because if you get relegated to main event, you should be able to look at people that were relegated there before that got their way, that that made their way out. Because main event, you shouldn't look at it, it. Like if I get sent there and... I'm a wrestler. I don't want to see that as my, the grave of my career. I want to see that as a place where I can get out of a place where I can impress to get opportunities on the main roster. And that's something that they weren't getting before. So I think it's cool to see people like Lee, Li, people like Cedric Alexander getting a chance to maybe become full-time members of the main roster
1: on the main shows. It just don't like Lee's like her Titan weird. Like mean, it looks, it looks like a like a like a video game a little bit. It has a mm. little bit spritey. And she she comes used out to something. have a,
0: she used to have a Mortal Kombat entrance. She used to come out oh. very. Um, uh, who's the character? The lightning god. Oh, uh, Raiden. Raiden, yeah. She and and her entrance used to be cooler because you know how she comes out with those knives and is like punching, is yeah, doing like yeah, 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 yeah martial yeah, yeah. arts. Her entrance used to have CGI electricity, <laughs> and, like Raiden,
1: and they took that away. And she came out in like a Raiden hat, but they took oh. that away. See that? I like that. I like that. I like Becky going up against like some unstoppable force type vibe. That, that's good for her because she's super Becky now. Yeah, do, you, do you like what they're
0: doing with the every match she's just winning by knockout?
1: Yeah, why not? Yeah, okay. It kind of yeah, has a little bit of a wrinkle. gets a little bit of shine for somebody that is just regulated to backstage segments. You know, you get to see them for a little bit. And my only thing is I don't like when wrestling... Uses past injuries like when they did with Daniel Bryan in his head, and he would do that twitching stuff. I don't like that. You're right. I'm that's with the, you. I do not like, that's like that. The only, so I now that I like, I know that this is a work like how their the gimmick is, is happening. Like I'm fine with it, but like if they if she would have hit Becky, I mean she did that with Becky, but if it was someone with known head injuries, I'd be like, oh no, don't, don't do that. Yeah, please. but I like it. I mean it's it's I like I was saying earlier in the other previous podcast is I miss jobbers and I miss squash match. I'm not saying these wrestlers are jobbers i know people were upset that i said diy were jobbing out to creed brothers i was just saying why feed the diy to the creed brothers so early uh regardless of the interference uh no i think what they're doing with xylee is exciting that's why i'm saying like i'm getting the zeus vibe from her
0: yeah i i just appreciate that they're expanding the mid card as opposed to just
1: putting mid- attention we called it we mid did card is cool and I've seen comments around the internet saying that everybody in the mid cards cooking right now and they are and everyone on top is not cooking The mid card is cool. The mid card is indeed cool. We call that we call that you know what? I don't think is is that cool right
0: now? Uh, the whole transition. devil storyline in AW, uh, I like think it's, it's not. I don't know man. I, I Don't know. I don't know if I care I've, I've been trying to make sense of all of this. I've been trying to want to care about who's behind the devil outfit, because the only one where the payoff would be great is CM Punk. And there's no <laughs> way It's just if it, dude. If it's CM Punk, I've been worked, I've been had, and I will bow down and kiss the feet of Tony Khan. But there's no way if, if then there's no one else. It could be for it to be an interesting payoff, it can't be anyone else. I any whenever, inevitably, that man or woman takes that mask off, it's going to I swear, man, it's going to be received by a collective uh, It's the big show. It's Paul White. Great. It, it,
1: it was Ric Flair. <laughs> it was Sting the whole time. It was Tony Giovanni the whole time. I I just feel that AEW has written themselves in a corner that it's going to be really tough to get out of. And when you let rumors circulate and people speculate and the hype builds up, anything but the hype is not going (laughs) to be. So, like, dude, if we'll talk about the greatest gamble by selling, like, basically dumpster diving collisions ratings into the fire for this work, <laughs> for this angle of CM Punk being the guy behind the mask, I don't think it's CM Punk. No, I, no I I feel like it could be someone from New Japan or someone from the Indies. He, he could even be a former WWE guy. I don't know who it is. Dolph the, the Ziggler? Is, it could be. If it's Ziggler, they waited too long. You know what I mean? Like pull the trigger immediately. Like, hey, that's Ziggler. Next episode. Next week. Oh, my God. That's Dolph Ziggler. I, I, I just feel like it's it's just gone beyond, and I think they're trying to figure out how can we... Why don't we just wait for CM Punk to come to WWE and then reveal who's the person behind the mask so that way everyone knows it's not CM Punk type of thing? Same thing with uh, getting ahead of it not being uh, CM Punk and being Randy Orton in Survivor Series. Who knows, man? I just feel like sometimes with the day and age of the internet, people would just go, oh, okay, that's happening. Oh, okay. Well, okay <laughs> yeah you <laughs> when know what I, are you gonna
0: what is it gonna pop you know you know what i think this is gonna go down as for AEW. i think this is gonna go down as their version of the anonymous raw general manager the oh,
1: the yeah.
0: hype the hype the build-up who is it who keeps booking all these things against all of the baby faces and then it was hornswoggle because they couldn't think of a big payoff for it i'm concerned I mean. it's gonna lead to that I thought you were gonna say that it's
1: finger poke of doom i don't like think it's right? gonna be that i
0: don't like it no that that killed wcw i don't think that this is gonna be the death of aew i'm just saying i don't think that they can pay this off
1: in a way where we want it to be paid off the only way it could be bigger than cm punk let me hit you with a name you're never gonna guess my my play but it could be ready ready Kane mcmahon that would oh, okay. be
0: yes that would actually be bonkers. If it was Shade McMahon, I would I would unironically and ironically love it. I would both at the same time. You would go, what's going on in AEW? <laughs> what is happening? Dude, How did this happen? Dude, that honestly that that would be the same reaction that I gave back in 2007 when they announced Solid Snake for Super Smash Brothers Brawl. It would be th- I would give the same visceral scream that <laughs> if
1: Shane McMahon crossed over to AEW. I'm so mad, TKO. You pushed out my father. Now I'm coming back for you, WWE. Oh my goodness, dude! <laughs> Talk about a journey for Shane O'Mac. Dude, you
0: sold me. You sold me. Um let's move on here the uh, we won't spend too much time on this i just want to give a shout out to a fellow wrestling youtuber dank ops aka chris danker aka chris danger taking on sean spears he has spent the better part of the last year and a bit training to become a professional wrestler for uh and was set to have his debut match for dpw against none other than adam cole he had his debut match this weekend, many of you that are listening know exactly who he is. He's one of the the godfathers of wrestling YouTube. So if you're following this podcast Uh, if you're subscribed to me on youtube you know exactly who he is i just wanted to give a shout out to this man who actually put his mind to doing something cool in the world of professional wrestling having a wrestling match crushed it nearly freaking lost his arm with the nasty gash that he got on his wrist he literally i swear he lost like a pound of flesh from his wrist have you seen the picture I don't want it, man. I don't think you wanna don't want to see it. I don't think you want to see it. As
1: much as I love you, I will never be in the ring for the. I will never take a bump for wrestling. Is cool.
0: I, that was actually what what I was going to ask you. This is no, where I never... was going to take this. Would nope. you ever consider taking a bump for for
1: wrestling? I would do it. I would do it like if I was your stooge or like a henchman sure. who runs in and like just gets like bam, and I just I'm down like a celebrity bump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where like one move kills me and I'm in the corner and I'm <laughs> I'm out. You know yeah, what I mean? You want the referee bump? You're, yeah, you're yeah. Touched yeah. and you're done. Yeah, I I, and I don't want to do like a – like um oh, who? What's his face from from Jackass? I don't want Steve-O? that kind of Stevo bump. No, I don't want Umaga no 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 (laughs) you hit me i'm down dude i am down and i am not moving i am yeah like that the entire time that's the kind of bump i'll take dude i would consider it a stunner like a stunner no i would i would consider uh,
0: no i would consider training to have a match i'd consider it i would i really would genuinely but after seeing that gash that that chris danger got man
1: people don't understand there's so many things that could go wrong in wrestling Mm. like it is not a joke it is it is trained professionals i've seen so many times people like do a simple hip toss or anything and they crack their ankle or they land on their head or hit their neck like they don't rotate fully over it is not a game it's Mm. the same thing i feel about the celebrity boxing thing dude that is not a game like boxing is a serious sport and people would just mess around running there you could die from it people yeah, have man. died did from you, did you see
0: the the it was like the earlier days of youtuber boxing he's one of your people he was a, a Fortnite streamer one of you um <laughs> where he started doing Fortnite emote dances in the middle of his fight and like no just, i don't it, uh, yeah it's just like dude like you're ruining this this is if you was, want was it was it Jarvis? i can't remember who it was but he flossed he flossed oh. in, in the in between punches <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not constant. seeing enough movement. Oh, don't do that, poor old ninja. But, so you would wrestle? You would wrestle? I'd you would consider it, a, or at the okay. very minimum,
0: um, for the content, do a bump of some sort. I would. I like the idea of twenty chops or something, and seeing uh, yeah. what I could do.
1: I like the idea of yeah, trying to survive yeah, some yeah. chops. I mean, I've seen Greg Miller, who's you know at the time he's a superstar, but this is the second time we mentioned him. Maybe we're we're going to embody we're going to manifest greg miller showing up um i've seen him do like a bump or like some kind of a thing in his like multitude of random uh appearances and he like got hurt someone like did a elbow drop on him and he got really (laughs) hurt really badly so this is what i mean it's like it's not a game when you try to take an elbow drop. Then, hey, that's not going to work for me, brother. Yeah. Sancho Kida, Hey man, that's not going to work it's for me, not, brother. <laughs> it's not going to happen, man. Oh. As, as w is not going to
0: work for me. I'd consider it. Maybe yeah. one day, but I, I would genuinely consider it. Uh, we're on to the segment of the podcast where we get to gush about things that we love about professional wrestling. This is the It's Cool segment. Uh, I'll go first. Sancho, I think that Triple H is cool and and okay. i and, and before the podcast you kind of ridiculed me over saying that triple h is cool you called me an ass kisser for the boss uh you said uh that Ooh, what are you what are you what are you kissing up man? Like, yeah.
1: what Tri- do you like about triple h that makes him so cool i really like the fact that he
0: refuses to give up on people i think that Yo, that's in, cool. in a previous era of professional wrestling if you didn't make an immediate impact within a, the first week or two of you being there you are relegated to eventually disappearing and never coming back again. If we look at Triple H's track record, this man not only doesn't give up on things, but arguably gives up on things that he should be giving up on and then makes them work. I think a great example of this is Judgment Day. A lot of us in 2022 were saying this is just a glorified job squad. Uh, this doesn't work anymore. Edge being he- not here anymore really destroyed this 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 group, disbanded, um, and make everyone go their separate ways. And Triple H had a vision. He stuck to it. It took a long time, but now they are the it thing right now in professional wrestling. Same with damage control. You know, they that's that's a Triple H baby that was going by the wayside. They were just being used to feed the bigger stars in the women's division. What were we all clamoring for? End this. This is a terrible faction. The idea was cool. Execution has been horrible. Ended. He refused to give up. He kept pushing forward with the with his vision of damage control. And here we are. Damage control, probably, at least on paper, the greatest women's faction in professional wrestling history. LWO, you know, for all of my woes that I've had for LWO, they've done nothing for a really long time. He continued to persist with them and now i'm actually interested we just talked about Lee cedric alexander giving people opportunities to 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 get out of the wrestling prison that is main event and and giving them a chance on the main roster i think that's pretty cool because like i said in in previous regimes uh you would have never seen you would have seen cedric alexander and zylie when they were released you would have seen that's the that would have been the next time that you saw those two would just be on a press release their name on there But Triple H is giving them opportunities. You know, it's not working for me right now, but I think another example is Tegan Knox. We'll see. He's persisting. He's trying. He doesn't give up on people. And if I was an employee of the WWE and I'm seeing that, I'd be really motivated to work for him. So Triple H is cool. I think
1: what makes Triple H cool is that he gives the WWE a place for other wrestlers to go to, where you're going to be heard, you're going to be treated correctly you're not going to be like uh you're a gimmick over there that promotion is not going to work for us we're going to get rid of it we're going to change your name we're going to get rid of any kind of pass we're going to bury you we're not going to let you be over when you get over here that that's the kind of thing that i think what makes triple h really awesome is that he puts a seat he, he doesn't let like jade cardio is the perfect example she's from AEW. she's given the red carpet she's treated like a champion she's already built up and already being put over by triple h yeah. and Shawn michaels and i i don't think vince would have ever done that no we have, we have
0: we have proof of it we have when wcw guys would
1: come yeah. over to the wwe they just get destroyed get destroyed or get embarrassed getting beaten up at a supermarket can't even get your eggs and milk like <laughs> <laughs> clean just- up on aisle three <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many things uh that won't work for you and i think with a reputation i, I agree triple h is cool I just think that triple. We already we talked about it. You know, got to get some face love in yeah. there. I, I just feel like he you can't figure out faces, and that that's what makes me concerned about uh, <clears throat> L.A. Knight. Yeah, yeah. What I'm not gonna say is, much.
0: Of, what do you think is what, cool these days? What
1: I think is cool. Yeah, you may think I would say L.A. Knight, and it took me what an hour and oh four minutes before I mentioned his name. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. This
0: is this is this is new for you. So,
1: this is the longest frontier. Uh, the Miz is cool. Now the Miz, we already know about him. Y'all know about him. You know how long it took him to get here to where he is, but Miz is doing things. I never seen Miz do before. And Miz is pulling out moves that we've never seen before. And Miz is, I feel on the cusp of entering the, the a to S tier out from that B tier wrestler into that a to S tier superstar. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm talking about all-timer. Yes, he's a, a first battle hall of famer. Yes. What I'm talking about, when it's all said and done, I think everyone's going to remember The Miz as being one of the greatest at whatever he ends up as an Intercontinental Champion. I think he's the perfect opponent for Gunther. I think we talked about how he keeping his heel tactics is perfect for him. And I think Miz now will be revered. He is crossing over to the other side where everyone's gonna cheer for Miz, no matter what he does, no matter what kind of heel thing he does, kids are gonna love him because it's the Miz. Oh, Miz, you are cool, and I think you're entering um, not only in the ring but socially as well. You're doing some awesome things. Every time I see him on social media, he's doing something funny on his TikTok, and as well, he's appearing on the WWE socials, doing great things. And I just think, like, what what kind of kind of guy that can elevate a superstar and keep it rocking? And keep a professional and stay healthy, knock on wood, and put on a good show. And has plenty left in the tank, it looks like. I'm impressed. Miz is cool. I I agree that Miz is cool. I, I,
0: I love the fact that we called it. The we need him to be the same, the same character. Don't change. The only thing that's changed is that you now go up against bad guys. You need to continue to treat the bad guys the same you were the same way you were treating the good guys. Nothing changes and
1: it's working it's working wonders. And, dude, that bump he took from Ivar on the on the floor yeah. when he was up against oh, the, the ring. Nasty. Oh, my goodness. Nasty. I thought, I thought he broke his ribs. I was like, Ivar, dude, protect the miss. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so mean. But, hey, yeah, man. Ivar was probably like, hey, miss, I'm so sorry for doing that. I will uh, I'll uh, take care of you a little bit more afterwards. Dude, if <laughs> only if the Bray Wyatt's were around, Ivar would be a perfect dude for the Wyatt family. Oh, God, yeah. Just up. Perfect guy. Yeah, man. I mean they only had one criteria, beard. And he has beard, it. <laughs> beard and 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 just look sweaty and be athletic. I mean, those guys were athletic beast, man. Every single Bray Wyatt faction family member was amazing. Uh, that's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite heel factions of the modern so era, was good. the Wyatt family. The it Wyatt was family was so wonderful. It was the great. The Wyatt family and the Wyatt versus Shield. You were talking to, you were talking about like LWO I feel like LWO was starting to cook though with New Day, and they were starting to cook with uh, Street Profits. They were doing some good things there, man. They were doing some good things as a faction. They just—it's dead, figure man. Out it's dead. It's buried. It's done. It's okay. like it's
0: like Cena and the thumb. It's over. Let it go. I we're in the, like Bob- we're in the new
1: era of the LWO. I feel like Bob from La Bamba, dude. I'm sad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. All
0: about
1: it. All right, Sancho,
0: take this away. Bring it
1: home with the new yeah. heat order.
0: I know that we gotta we gotta expedite this version of it.
1: We got a little bit of it, but we got we got plenty of time. For those of you who are new to the show, this is my favorite part of the show. It is the new, new heat order. We determine who has the hot, who has the heat, who has the buzz going into after the slate of shows of SmackDown and Raw, and sometimes the PLE. Last time we had the Crown Jewel, and here is your PLE. One more
0: second, Sancho. I received a comment that made me laugh a lot. It was it made- a comment that said. I don't really understand the new, the new heat order, but I like it. So, (laughs) so to clarify, we don't, we aren't saying these are the top superstars in the WWE. No, we are saying that these are the most notable, the people that move the needle the most in WWE programming over the last week, since the last episode, that's it. So example Roman, not in
1: this as an example, He's on the bloodline, but he's not as himself. And at the same time, if you're on the show for like a minute, you could be on the new, new he order. If you just get our attention. That's all we have. That's why we have Nikki Cross at 19. Here we go. New, new, new he order. 20th, the Creed Brothers. Uh, 19th, uh, Cross. 18th, Nia Jax. 17th, uh, Zoe Stark. 16th, New Day. 15th, Bianca Belair. 14th, Nakamura. 13th, Drew. Drew's going to go way up. Uh, Seth Rollins, 12th. Piper and Chelsea at 11, Cody Rhodes at 10, Judgment Day at 9, 8, Gunther, Miz, Ivar, 7, Dominic, 6, uh, Sami Zayn, 5, Kerry Sane, 4, Rhea Ripley, 3, Bloodline, including Roman, 2, LA Knight, and 1, Logan Paul. Allow me to start the bidding for this week. Logan Paul stays at 1
0: because of what he's done on social media i'm down i'm in for it i'm in for a penny and for a pound that's exactly what we were wanting to get out of him and he's delivering if you're he not there deliver. in person still be there still be in the wrestling conversation and he's doing
1: it and he said he retired from boxing so he might be a full-time professional i wrestler. love that you i know. love that that
0: boxing is not his thing he no it, it i his matches have never been interesting. His boxing bouts—they draw, but they're not interesting. Like this uh, is interesting. Yeah,
1: I think he hit his skill ceiling with boxing. Yes, I agree. And he has so much untapped potential as a wrestler. I in absolutely. League. Now, wh- is there any movers? I would start to move Drew McIntyre. We have him at thirteenth. I, I think, think he's his, two. He's two. I
0: think he's. He, I think so. Like that's one of the. I would look. I would say Drew two. I would put damage control as a whole. That includes Oscar Kyrie no. all in there. Number three, call me crazy. Santos Escobar at four. They no. made the biggest
1: impacts. Yeah, but no, I'm not hot on Santa. Like, there's no end game for Santos. Yeah, That's but we're talking I-
0: about the week. This is we're not talking end game with the new heat order. We're talking about who moved the needle this week. He didn't move the needle for me, though. Well, then we have to meet somewhere in the middle because I think he's a four. So where do you see him?
1: I I see him in at least the top 10. Okay. Do we want to just put him five? No. How about seven?
0: I feel like you're winning this, this, this negotiation here.
1: He's in the top 10. That's good for him.
0: Six. That's my final offer.
1: All right. That's six. my final and best offer. I'll put him at six. Just you worked me I... down from, from from the four, so... Dude, that it... was... Okay, six. Okay. Okay. So, wait. Damage control, you're saying that they're two? Or they're
0: I three? I am. Like, everyone from damage control. I think that they're... I, I think that three. Drew McIntyre is two. I would say damage control... Um they they got the main evented SmackDown, which is great to see the women main event. Uh, they added two major members to their team in Kyrie and Oscar. Um, they're gonna be part of the women's uh, Survivor Series uh, War Games. Uh, they, I think they were the one of the biggest needle
1: movers of the entire week. All right, so Roman not being on TV and no Yeats does that keep Bloodline in the top five? I'm telling you, dude, I've gotten cold on Bloodline, and that's not because they're not doing, it's not the most interesting story of all time. Every time I bring up the Bloodline and Roman, people are like, no, you don't understand the historical significance of Roman. (laughs) It's long-term storytelling. I totally totally get it, but this is the Ni -Ni He order. We talk about, it's about who is hot. Right now, I mean, and I Solo like-
0: wasn't on the show. Heyman wasn't on the show. The old, We got three sentences from Jimmy Uso. He got the word, he got no yeet over with the crowd. Good for you. I th- I think there's a case for them not even being in the top 20. Oh, I, th- I love it. I think there's a case for them to not even be on this list.
1: Yes. Yes. Now
0: we're cooking. Like, this can, you, you, need to can, can you change my mind?
1: No, like, you if you're can't. playing devil's
0: advocate, can you change no, my man. mind?
1: I can't. I can't.
0: Oh, yeah, you I can't. I, I can't change my own mind right now. I don't see them in the top twenty. Do you know who we did not talk about for the possible fifth man? Who?
1: Brock
0: Lesnar. yeah, uh, uh, that that'd be too overpowered. Uh-huh. Too overpowered. There's
1: no. Have. There's no world where the babyfaces lose if it's Brock Lesnar. Where does LA Knight go? And then you knew he order. I mean, someone commented. I think on one of our podcast comments or somewhere. Where they're like, "Congratulations, La Knight! Here's the Grayson Waller after coming <laughs> out." Of someone predicted it correctly. So, I—I I mean, dude, he's—it's—it's. It's, is he back to mid card? Is my question. No,
0: no, no. I think that, like he said, he's not done with the bloodline. He's going to be dealing likely with Jimmy and Solo next week. Um, I think it's just a matter of the bloodline not being there, hurting La Knight. Um, but I am of the mind that he should have won that more definitively against Grayson Waller. Like, it was too competitive yeah, of a match for somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was supposed to be, that, that's a main event caliber individual that could take on Roman Reigns. Put him at five.
1: So, I'm sorry. Still, I'll put him at five. He's still hot.
0: Sancho, still. there's no world where I'm going to allow you to put him over Santos Escobar, who moved the needle way more. <laughs> I no. No. No, I'm, i i have me? to put my i have to put my foot down, and i and, oh and, and and if and if you don't if you don't negotiate with me if you don't play ball i'll say off the top twenty that way Seven. you have okay Seven. fair Seven. fair i will points. allow i will allow
1: seventh Rhea ripley stays at four i think sure i mean that made some big moves yeah. there big moves had yeah, a great promo against uh, zoe stark saying that she's Rhea bloody ripley which will be a t shirt at some point i think did great. She is the manipulator behind the scenes. Uh does Judgment Day move up from ninth though? Uh you have them defending. You have the great the JD now part of Judgment Day.
0: <laughs> does that not feel
1: like such a, <laughs> it's, it's uh, like a wholesome moments? Here
0: you go, was... slugger.
1: Here you go, slugger. How are Here's your jersey now. It did You're feel like team. that. It did feel like um, I don't know. It you it, know. He's been there for us, dumb. He's sacrificed. If you, he would be in the healing right now if it wasn't for JD. I'm like, all right. I if guess really we can keep him
0: top 10. Yeah, I think maybe nine is fine. Or they are.
1: I don't think that they necessarily need right. to move. I I think, okay, if you're going to put Santos at, let's move Santos up to five. LA Knight at six and put Sami Zayn at, at seven. Was this just a plot for you to move up LA Knight? No, I think Sami Zayn <laughs> I think Sami Zayn's doing some good things and yeah. he's still on this power thing that he's is is toting around and I think it's working really well that his job is to dismantle the the power and the regimes of the judgment day and, and bloodline. I kinda of like that. Now, does Dominic Mysterio move anywhere for you? I would Dominic. just have him be part of what? Judgment Day. Right, so now he's no longer by himself. He didn't him do anything really there. this week. Does Cody Rhodes, now being the leader of the faces, put him anywhere higher than Gunther, Miz, and uh, Ivar? Wait, before you think, Ivar's off the list for me. I think
0: he's off the list for me, too. Um, Is he? I don't know. Yes. uh, Big match with Bronson Reed. Okay, we can get to that when we get to that. Um, Cody Rhodes, I think, needs to be in the top 10. I think he needs to be. Um, he's at 10
1: right now, he's at 10. right I'm, now, so I'm
0: comfortable have... him staying at 10. I don't think that he needs it, needs to move
1: uh, up any higher. All right, our, our 10 is Cody, Judgment Day, Gunther, and Miz. Does Gunther and Miz move up beyond their eighth spot? No, okay. I like no. that. I kind of like him right then and there. I mean, that Gunther had some good backstage problems with Imperium, like. I don't know what they're doing with Imperium, man. It's like, are they keeping him away from Gunther? Like, I like them when they're just working together as a three man unit. I don't like this one and then two type of thing that they're doing with Imperium. And then they're having him go into DIY. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. No. Like, are you going to kick off? Just kick him off, dude. How many times does this guy have to prove himself to you to keep him on Imperium? You know? Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a they're they're trying character
0: arcs that aren't really character arcs. It's like this week Gunther is mad at, at Ludwig. Ah, this week he's mad at Giovanni. Who's he gonna be mad at next week? Without any like proper
1: character development, does Piper and Chelsea hold their eleventh spot for you? I think they I mean, go I... down. They, I mean,
0: Chelsea Green lost a singles match. Uh, we had Piper Nevin lose a singles match. Uh, they, they just don't treat them like champions, which is weird because they are. Um, I just they, There's no prestige to those titles anymore. I think they have to go down.
1: Do they have to go down? I think so. Does Seth Rollins take the lump spot for you then? Are you cold? We put Seth down to 12. I, I was
0: digging Seth more this week. I like the backstage interactions that he had with Cody. Uh, I like the backstage we- interaction with Drew McIntyre. Uh, feels a lot more real. Like, um, he feels like a more of a, a, a relatable human when he's like, oh, I got to team up with this, with this bastard. I don't like in Cody Rhodes. I like it.
1: Do you, do you see like how they try to hide the woe chat now? Sometimes they put it they have it come out and then it goes to commercial. So that everyone can get their, their woes out. Not the, not the, mm, no, Rose I didn't whoa. really pick up on that. No, I've been noticing like weeks and weeks. He would come out, Seth will come out and they will go to commercial. And he'll come back, and they'll be chanting his thing. And that's why when he came out, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna sit here for a while with these whoa things for a bit." But I'm just hoping one day—I can't wait for him to turn heel on me. He just tells everyone to shut up. Sancho, go
0: back and watch the <laughs> Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes segment where they're talking about like, "Okay, fine, we'll put our differences aside." At one point, mm-hmm. you will see Ivar accidentally walk into the frame and being pushed out by uh, by production team to to get to get out of the frame. <laughs> Go back and rewatch it. I will. Ivar that- was just a w- just got clowned on this entire episode. It's not as good as Paul Heyman
1: trying to hide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we have Nakamura. Does Nakamura hold his spot? I think there's so many good promos. I I mean Nakamura went up against Otis. Didn't really destroy Otis, which I was surprised. Um, they really sold Otis as really strong. Yeah. He he took three Kinchassas into this grill and his face and all those kinds of things, which is kind of weird to me. I, my gut tells me that they're going to break up alpha Academy. If they're making Otis look so strong and Chad looking so strong and Tozawa looking so strong. I don't think they stay together as a, as a face faction. I
0: don't know. They're doing too many fun things backstage. Uh, this Tozawa dance is getting really I'm over with the in crowd
1: the, in the ring though. I, I feel like in the ring. Yeah, a lot You don't singing. think that they're going to be
0: doing like they're, they're going to be doing more singles matches as opposed to tag matches moving forward. I
1: think they're gonna do. More, I, I I don't know. I, it feels weird. Like why? Why now? He's like this is what everybody's doing with Alpha Academy. You fight one of them. Yeah, you, you get through them. One, yeah, then you fight the other one, and then you fight the other. Alpha one. So Academy like is a thing. is a Mortal Combat ladder. That's it what is. they become. Yeah, it is. But I'm surprised Nakamura didn't beat Otis. But at, I mean, he still looked strong. I guess does Nakamura stay at twelve for you behind Seth Rollins?
0: Uh, yeah, Nakamura. Still, I still I still think that they clearly they've got something for him these vignettes you know he's winning um i think right now i'd probably i I, i'd probably call him the big dog of the mid card because i don't really consider the intercontinental champ that's like upper mid card like true mid card i think nakamura is kind of the king of that so oh I think. Am I okay so. or are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You're now. I'm good. good. You're good welcome now. back. I was like, oh, oh no!
1: Right at the end of the show, <laughs> oh, uh, we're it good always though. happens. Okay, we're good then. Fifteenth, Bianca Belair. Does she hold on to her spot she, as the leader? I think she drops a little bit. Well, yeah, I think she is,
0: drops a little bit. I think so. If I don't know if Charlotte's on this pass list, but I don't think that no, Charlotte's no. on there either. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, there There's the, new days. I think New Day hasn't done anything in the ring in a while. Yeah.
0: All they did this week was, uh, Tosawa. you're nasty. Yeah. And that's getting over with me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that whole right. thing
1: is getting over with me. <laughs> okay. I like how they just show up and they're always eating something. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Okay. So let's figure out where Bianca Belair goes and that women's whatever that's happening. Do, does that say at 14? Uh, is there anything else interesting? Do the Creed Brothers who they had that backstage appearance as well with New Day and they had they actually said something do they go up higher like we're, like this is where we're at right now 13 through 20 is kind of like all up in the air for us
0: mm. no i wouldn't necessarily say that the creed brothers did anything else to 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 move up i'd say
1: we have zoe nia and nikki cross as Zo- the rest of them. zoe we
0: got to have on there
1: okay yeah she's at 17 i i'd move her
0: to where bianca is okay at 15 at 15 and maybe just swap uh, those two i think maybe bianca does still stay on but i think mm-hmm. i would put i'm more hype
1: for whatever they're doing with zoe Do you, so that will have 14th vacant 15th zoe 16th new day 17th bianca and 18th Nia Jax. we're still doing some good things yeah yeah, yeah. good is promo yeah those and don't night-
0: need to move too much i think uh i think we can stay stationary on those i think nikki cross goes out because she didn't do anything didn't do anything she was a, apparently she was you could have you could spot her in a couple of backstage segments but uh, that was what my twitch chat was saying I missed her so I think she's but becoming she's, like a where where's Waldo, Waldo right? Yeah.
1: right and creed at twenty so we have fourteenth and nineteenth available up for grabs is there anyone that I, I mean I could put that Ray or Carlito could probably come into. the
0: put, I think here. maybe LWO in okay. I as a whole could be could be on there.
1: I'll put them at, at nineteen. Okay. I feel that they're doing things. I'm not happy where the where they're going, but at least like you mentioned, they're they're in the game. Is Ko and Kevin Owens hasn't been on this list. I didn't like I think, the. You didn't like the commentary work. It just feels like we have nothing else for you to do. Yeah, We'd it be felt a like a side quest. It was a side quest. Yeah, yeah. D- does does he do anything for you? I think he
0: did do something for me. I, and they're setting up this thing with him, Theory, and Waller. It's something. He's in, the, he's in the
1: game, got suspended. Okay, okay. We could put... All right, how about this? We're going to put Ray at 18, representing LWO. And then we'll put Kevin Owens at 20.
0: That's our and list then. We'll
1: then. Put All right. I like it. I'm gonna
0: No bloodline. No
1: bloodline for the first
0: time ever, I think.
1: In the new new heat order. I I think people need to understand the new new heat orders about what they did in the previous week. And without Roman, the new new heat order does not acknowledge the bloodline. I yeah, I'm not acknowledging. I'm not acknowledging. I'm not acknowledging. All
0: right, read us off the list.
1: All right, here's the list of your new, new heat order. We have 20th, Kevin Owens, 19th, the Creed Brothers, 18th, LWO, 17th, Nia Jax, 16th, Bianca Belair, 15th, New Day, 14th, Zoe Starks, 13th, Piper and Chelsea, 12th, Nakamura, 11th, Seth Rollins, 10th, Cody Rhodes, 9th, New Judgment Day, New Judgment Day, by the way, 8th, Gunther and Miz, 7th, Sami Zayn, 6th, LA Knight, 5th, Santos. Oh, you're fighting on this, uh... (laughs) huh? four rhea ripley three damage control two drew mcintyre and one logan paul with the first time ever not on television programming appearing on the new new heat order at number one just shows you you just do the job outside of socials you could be on the new
0: you can can be there without being there roman take Mm -hmm. some notes take some notes all right, well, folks, that is our show for this week. Again, don't forget to check out Patreon.com/santizap. Links will be in the description of wherever it is that you're listening. If you're on YouTube, please leave us a thumbs up. If you're on Spotify, leave us a review. Give us five stars. It really helps up uh, helps the podcast in terms of pushing out to new potential listeners and new potential viewers. My co-host Sancho, where can people find you? What are you
1: What are you What are you uh, shilling this week? but it's just gonna show myself just please come by all socials uh hey if you have instagram join my broadcast channel then you know where i get to talk about the woes and the comeuppance of being a father (laughs) in the broadcast channel uh i have two kids y'all if y'all didn't know that so
0: well there you go for for all those pappies out there if you want some pappy content check out sancho on on his instagram broadcast channel Alright, uh, with me, you know what? Let's keep it simple. Just just watch the YouTube videos, okay? Right now, we're in the height of uh, of YouTube ad revenue. Going into the holidays, revenue is good. So watch the YouTube video. Help keep the lights on and the mics on. Watch a couple ads, alright? Help me out. That's it. That's all I ask for. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Wrestling Is Cool. Have a wonderful time. Be good to somebody be good people.
1: Peace.